0: And you can think about it in business. If, if I'm just focused, if you're just focused on this goal that you have, you know, I need to make $10,000 a month passive in my business to cover my bases, and then I can do the thing that is the passion project, and then I can go and do the things that I want to do, and then I can start taking time out of my day to work out. You are going to miss the things happening right here in front of you that's being given to you on a silver platter. Welcome to The Madeline Show.
1: Welcome everyone to The Madeline Show. I know this voice doesn't sound quite as welcoming and soft. This is Shelley Kovac and I am one of Madeline Dunn's most biggest fans, and I'm super excited that she let me take the reins of her amazing Madeline Show talk show podcast. And today we are going to interview Madeline herself because she has lived such an incredible life in her short time on earth because she's not very old and she's done an amazing, she's just made a huge footprint and impact in this world. So I'm thrilled to be here for her. I can get a little choked up because I'm super proud of you. Anyways. Oh, I love you. So here we are today. And I, I know it's so stupid. You're,
0: no. Oh my bandwidth. gosh, you're gonna make Welcome. me cry. <laughs> Welcome to your show. Oh my gosh. Wow. This is this is actually surreal. This is so cool. I feel like I'm on Oprah right now. Ah.
1: How Funny, I did always want to be okra and I did always want to be a rock star, couldn't sing, couldn't dance, but I sure can interview somebody because I love to get to the meat of what makes people who they are. So, and that's what we're going to do today. So we are going to walk through um, Madeline's story and the purpose of this, I asked her to do this because when I've worked with her as a paid coaching client, or she coached me during a time I really needed to get out of my own way. And she helped me do that for sure. And one of the things that I really wanted her to do is share with everyone like who she is and who she's for, because she's got all these really cool pictures of her in Aspen and Colorado, and she's on a mountain and she's with all kinds of nature and stuff like that. It's like, Whoa, who are you? What do you do? What's going on? I want to get to the nitty gritty because you give pieces of it, but you really, it's hard to talk about ourselves. Right. And it's hard to really get what made us click. We try to give little sound bites here and there. And you know, it's just um, I want to get to the meat of really what you're doing, who you're for And how you got here. How does that sound to you, Madeline?
0: I'm I'm just so grateful for this because you're right. It can be really difficult talking about yourself. And I'm probably one of the best at doing that. And still, it is hard because you are always going to think of things after the fact that you could have said. And Shelly, you do pull the best out of me. And so this is going to be really cool. And I'm just super grateful for this experience and to share my story Um, from a unique, authentic place. (laughs) Awesome. Very good.
1: Well, let's get started because we have a lot to inspire you with. Excuse me. I'm hoping that this Madeline story will not only inspire you, um, but teach you a few things along the way and also lead you, if this, anything that she says resonates with you, that you will plug in to the Madeline Show plug into what Madeline has to say and all that she has to give and really jump in and take advantage of what she has to offer. So, so let's get started. So Madeline, I would like to ask you the big question, who is Madeline and who is she for?
0: Mm. Okay, well, Madeline is for herself. We'll start there. I am so grateful to have been raised by a mother that has always inspired me to be me. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that sometimes I don't talk myself down to relate to other people because that's what I have to do sometimes. Um, This might sound like it's coming from a space of ego, uh, but just know it is because I have an ego and I'm here on this planet just like you. You are a human too and sometimes i feel like when i'm in a room sharing my story that i need to be different i need to do better or i need to be less in order to be able to relate with other people and so i've decided to step into my full authenticity and decide for myself literally today that i am just going to be for me i'm going to date myself i am going to be my number one client i am going to be for me. And what I've realized is that the thing that brings me the most joy in life is helping other people. So I'm so grateful to have found this path of entrepreneurship, um, and to have carved my own way in it because it allows me to do what I am best at for you. So selfishly it's, it's for my own joy. Um, but you benefit because I love helping people. I walk with Jesus. I walk with my friends and family first, and I'm so happy to have you in my circle. Um, Madeline is my name and so who is Madeline? Like she is a woman that craves adventure, she's a woman that values stability and security and she's someone that thrives in relationships and is a follower of with deep deep faith. My faith is the reason why I'm here alive today and it's made life such a joy and a lot less worrisome than it was before. And so I'm sure we'll go through that process that will come up this transition of, you know, walking, uh, faith first in life. Cause it's, it's my everything.
1: <laughs> awesome. That's, that's amazing. And I'm grateful for you and being a sister in Christ. It's, it makes things so much easier. It, that's why I think we mesh and it's, it's really, really an honor to be here and do this with you. So, and, you know, we talk about, you said ego, I have an ego, you know, you own it, girl. I just recently had somebody say, oh, you're talking from ego. Uh, Yeah, I kind of (laughs) am. And I'm going to own it. It's funny that you said that because there's times that ego can really be damaging and not for the better good, but there's times Mm -hmm. that that ego can really help us. You know, there's times that I've gone on stage and I'm sure you have too, that you've got to have your ego up there loud and proud to get your butt up on those st- on that stage and get you through that fear, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would think of that as like the masculine leading almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Needing to have this presence of like, I know what I'm talking about. I'm in charge. I'm going to say it loud and you are going to listen because I know you're going to get value out of it. And it's important to be able to take that energy from within and and lead with it in certain scenarios. Like when you're on stage, or commanding the attention of a group or a room. Right,
1: right. Well, and you know, the other thing I heard you say is, you know, all the things about you, but it really stems around all the people you can help and serve. So you're feeding you by feeding other people. And isn't that's what we're supposed to be doing anyways. So I yeah. love that. So thank you for sharing. Mm. Next question, you ready? I'm so ready, Oprah. Okay, <laughs> so, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna start at the end. So let's just say um, you're on a fast, first of all, you are on a fast track. We are not saying anything. You are on the fast track to really building your your brand, your business, more than I've ever seen you do. You are on it and you're on fire and you're super um, intentional about every little thing you do. So let's look at, I was gonna say 10 years from now, but let's just do five quick years. Five years from now, who is Madeline and where's the Madeline show? And who are mm. you for at that point?
0: Yeah, so in five years, um, you know, I'm, I'm the leader of this movement right now of speaking up and using your voice as your God given free promotional tool in your business. In five years from now, I hope to be enrolling, you know, one to 3,000 people a year into my membership, um, which is speak up. I teach the speak up method, which is getting confident getting speaking and your messaging clear, and then getting on stage, the strategy around being heard and making an impact. So I have designed a membership, which I'm really excited about because it's low ticket. It's $88 a month or $888 for the entire year to come into my world and learn from me, um, as well as the team that I'm curating to lead these monthly pitch practice workshops and connection events. And so I would like to be um, still a part of this business, this empire that I'm building, have it be generating, you know, upwards of one million to three million dollars a year, and have a team. And so I want to be doing more speaking opportunities um, around the world, virtually in person. I could see myself having uh, a book because you'll see here that my story is insane, um, and. It's You can learn a lot from it. I've learned a lot from it. Um, And I would like to be deep into my philanthropic efforts, which I just want to say, if you want something in life, like if you want to be philanthropic, which I want to be philanthropic, which I have been in my business giving away this podcast, so much free information. I work with some clients pro bono. I want to be able to do more. So I joined this group called Women's Life, and I could see myself in the future even leading that group. Actually, Shelly started Women's Life. Let's just just drop that. Um, And it's this group of enthusiastic women that get together and drink wine or bubbly water, because I don't drink alcohol, and do good shit. Um, Like last week or Monday, actually, we packed little homeless bags of... um, bags to give to the homeless, filled or less fortunate, anyone you see that needs it. Filled with the little shampoos and conditioners that you get from the hotel. Like I brought hand warmers, someone else brought little waters. Um I'm organizing a non, uh, an event for a local nonprofit for May and Women's Life does a matching funds for that so they give $500. So even though I can't right now, I don't have the overflow of funds to donate Hundreds of thousands of dollars a month to nonprofits. I have my time and God gives me the energy to do that. And so it comes back to that faith and like walking with Jesus and being able to open yourself up as a portal to more. And when you're giving to other people instead of just worrying about yourself, that's when you have the energy to do more. Right. Yeah. Well,
1: I just want to make you aware that you just put that want, need, vision, mission all into the universe. So now you, you will, it will happen. You know that, right? So it's out there. Yay. All right. So we put that out there. We're looking to, you know, get millions of women, millions of uh, business owners taking advantage and learning how to speak up in the Madeline way, so to speak. So yeah, that's, that's really awesome. So who are you, who has impacted you the most? I know there's like, I, I say that, but I want it to be one person that you keep that keeps that's on your shoulder, it seems like, you know, like, I've been through different phases of my life. I'm a bit older than you. So there's different seasons of life and you are in your major prime right now. So there's going to be like people in high school. There's going to be people in your sports team, your coaches, things like that. There's going to be somebody you work with. There's going to be your family members or whatever. But is there one person that sits on your shoulder that says something to you? that is constant with you, that you take with you through this whole entire time.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. And before I tell you who that person is, I just want to make the point that I have had so many and currently have, you included, so many people that inspire me and mentor me and, you know, help me lead myself first because a leader needs to lead themselves first and go where, you know, they've never been. They need to sit on the cliff and dangle their feet off and find that edge between comfort and the fear of the unknown because that is what creates a leader, entrepreneur as well. You're creating things out of nothing. You're building a reality that doesn't yet exist. And although my mother is not an entrepreneur, she is everything in terms of mentor, leader, mother, father. She's my She's my my light and my shining star and has taught me so much about being a good person. And that's what business is, is it's it's a series of relationships and energetic exchanges between people. Yeah. That is what sales is. So yeah. she's led a sales team. She's I mean, I remember being younger and going to these events where she was getting awards. And not only was she getting awards for her for her efforts in sales and the insurance industry, like on top, but she was also the only woman in the room. The only woman in the room. So like as a kid, you know, <laughs> you're walking around and seeing like all of these moms hanging out with their kids while their dads were like in the conference room. What well, was the opposite. My mom was the one in the conference room and she has supported us. She has raised us um, and she has led us to be the best version of ourselves. And she she holds us accountable. We don't just get handed shit. So I have a brother and a sister. I'm the oldest. Um, I remember being younger. And when we would go get school supplies, we would each get an extra backpack to fill up, at least one extra backpack to fill up for, for kids in need. And so this philanthropic effort, like it really runs deep into my bloodstream. And I'm really grateful for it because like I said, selfishly, it brings me the most joy. And I had to get Really clear on this. I had a very deep depressive episode in, well, I've had quite quite a few, but the one I'm thinking of is I think 2017 or 2018, um, to the point where I couldn't speak, I couldn't get myself off the floor um, for more than a moment. And um, once I, you know, I ended up going on medication for that. And uh, a couple weeks later, I remember using my first exclamation point, and I got scared because. If I was using an exclamation point, point, that meant I was happy, which means I could have been sad again. And so that's how like deep this depression was. And I realized I need to figure out what makes me happy. And that's what brought me to helping people is actually what makes me happy. And that's what brought me back to living in faith or maybe for the first time because I was raised Catholic. My, my mother had me baptized, brought me to church, kind of ran away from it. It was too many rules, too much dogma, too much fear. Um, And then I got to find God again on my own when I decided, you know, alcohol wasn't helping my mood and uh, the people I was around that weren't friends that I was calling friends uh, were also not helping with me living in the fullest expression of myself And my mom has always been by my side through all of it. She's been there to help me. She's been there to support me. She's been there to call me out. And a lot of the lessons she's taught me has bled into things that I can use as an entrepreneur as well. Those those things that the mountains didn't teach me, which the mountains taught me the most about entrepreneurship, but my mom is definitely the that's the awesome. person and she'll be there for, for a while. Which yeah, that's awesome.
1: For. It's, you slid it in there a little, a little bit. I heard you say, you know, you were giving her all these kudos and, and I want everybody to know, I know your mom and I love your mom. Her and I met each other on the football field and we were both gimping along. Um, I think we told this story before when you interviewed me, but she had a, She hurt her knee and she was on crutches and I broke my ankle. I'm on crutches. And we met on the football field for our son. So um, it was instant, instant connection. And I was waiting for you to say it and you kind of slid it in there. And is she held you held your feet to the fire. And I remember her telling me stories about you, where she, where you were doing all that figuring out and stuff where she would say different things that she said that, held you accountable and held your feet to the fire and called you out and you know what us as parents I'm doing this with my twenty year old right now i had he's traveling he's he's away and I'm worried to death every day i'm like oh my God oh my god but you know what I'm going to be that you know she's also um a person that i respect because I also, as business people, whether she's an entrepreneur or not, she's got that thing. She's a strong woman. And that's what Mm -hmm. is, is really huge. So if we can be strong women in our business and we have strong women in our circle, I mean, just think what kind of a major impact we can all have. So thank you to your mom for making you who you are, for influencing me a little bit on that uh, football field and showing me that I'm not just a bitch because I'm being like eh, 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 to my son where all the other moms were like, Oh, come here. You know, us two, we were like, get up, get going. You know, we were doing that like, mm-hmm. "Come on." and so it, there's says a lot about us having a strong woman, uh, model, you know, business model. I don't mean business model. What do I mean to say? But anyways, just having that person on our shoulder, a role model, it, a role yeah. model, yes. And I think that's just awesome. And she must be very, very proud of you. And so, so with that, let's talk about. So, what in your life right now, or if you had, to, if you had to think, I know. Like, well, let's just make it clear. We know there's a million and one things that built up to you being here right now you just said your mom you just said your depression's depressive state you said the mountains taught you stuff so you got your mom the mountains taught you these good things you had depression which probably taught you a lot in itself you had you discovered god again and so all mm-hmm. these things so we know all these things but one of the things that i like to know is what is that one thing that kind of, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing or a story, I like to teach by stories. What is the thing that you can think of, just come up the top of your head, that really made you decide, I'm going to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. What was the one thing that kind of changed the trajectory of you being a mountaineer, skier? extraordinaire to I'm going to be Mm. an entrepreneur of some sort?
0: Yeah. Well, while I was a professional skier, um, I'm going to explain this story for you because this is what led me to entrepreneurship. I graduated from college and I moved out to Oregon And in college, I was the captain of my ski team. In high school, I was the captain of my ski team. And in Oregon, it was the first time that I ever had to pay for a lift ticket. And those are like hundreds of dollars at some resorts a day. Oh, wow. I am privileged.
1: How did you end up in Oregon? (laughs) So what made you go to Oregon?
0: Oh, 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 man. I just, well, I went to, did I go to Burning Man? And then I flew home and then I drove out west. So So I was following some friends.
1: Okay. You were following friends because
0: you seem to show up. We all decided.
1: And then you're, I'm like, how Mm -hmm. the heck did she end up there?
0: Yeah. I just go places. There was no one there. Like we just decided let's move out West. So (laughs) we did that. We rented an Airbnb for like six months. The day I got there, two hours later, my car got broken into and everything I owned got stolen. So that was interesting. God God was like, Hey, how's this for starting over? Yeah.
1: And your okay, mind
0: was kind of um, freaking out. Yeah, I was freaking out too. This was before I had a lot of faith. This was still when I was drinking a lot of alcohol. <laughs> um, so I'm out in Colorado, or I'm out in Oregon at this point, and there's a ski resort called Mount Hood. It's on a volcano that I grew up skiing at in the summers because it's glaciated, so it's glacier skiing in the summer, in July. You can like get sunburned skiing in a tank top. Oh, my goodness. And I remember going there when I was younger. I wanted to go ski there. Lift tickets were expensive. I didn't have any money or any things. This was a point in my life where I was probably the most broke, I guess. I didn't have debt, but I mean, I had cents in my bank account, like pennies, less than a dollar. It's like, okay, we're doing this. Um, Ended up getting a job brewing beer because I was doing that in Michigan. um, And so I started doing that professionally and bartending and waitressing. I was doing a lot of things to make ends meet. Um, and when I realized how expensive the lift tickets were, I decided instead to, well, my friend actually told me to invest in a backcountry ski setup. It's like, oh, what is that? Okay. So your, your heels come up, you put these sticker skins on the bottom of your skis and you walk up the hill so you don't have to pay for the lift ticket. I was like, oh, that's rad. Oh so that's how I learned. That's how I learned. And then pretty quickly I wanted to, I became obsessed. I was kind of like, I'm an all-inner just in life. And so Not only was I backcountry skiing, I was backcountry skiing on a glaciated volcano. So I needed more than the backcountry ski setup. I needed like ropes and crampons and ice axes. Like you slip, you fall, you die in these scenarios. And so I'm doing this mountaineering. My friends come out and visit and they're like, you know, you can like ski powder and not have crevasses or like, you know, an active volcano rumbling beneath you. And it's way more fun. And so I moved out to Colorado and I got a job as a, um, a trail crew member on snowbird ski patrol and started I uh, got my explosives handling permit and started triggering avalanches and learning about the snowpack and pretty immediately realized I wanted to be a professional skier but I didn't think I was good enough so I turned myself into a brand I utilized my grant writing and program development skill set I built that own degree for myself at the University of Michigan I was like studying entrepreneurship in a way and didn't realize it at the time. And I used those skill sets of cold calling, grant writing to reach out to GoPro, Subaru, sunscreen companies, ski companies, anything I needed to live the lifestyle I wanted to live. And I probably sent 100 pitches, 90 pitches before I got my first yes. And then after I got my first yes, I started getting more yeses. And over the course of like two and a half years, I turned myself into a professional paid and outfitted athlete. I was free solo climbing active volcanoes. I would, I remember like I would wear a tutu on mother's day. Every mother's day I would go back to Mount hood and I would climb that mountain and do an Instagram live for Zinka sunscreen at the top. Like you could see the sulfur smoke in the background and my tutu and my lipstick. And, oh, um, I turned myself into a brand and it was my first entrepreneurial journey other than selling or selling dog walking at like age six. Wow. which I don't even remember doing. But my mom reminded me of that recently, That's which so is funny. cool.
1: So, so what I'm hearing, I just want to kind of make sure people are hearing the little nuggets that you're saying. So I think people are born uh, entrepreneurs. Do I think that people can become entrepreneurs? Yes. But I think there's a certain few of us that are just born this way. And it makes it really difficult. I'm sure you had a lot of times growing up where you're, and I don't mean to say like we're better than anybody else, but we were different. And the things we said, the words we used, the things we, the troubleshooting that we did that came so natural to us didn't for everybody else. So there became a little bit challenging because we were different. And I'm putting you and I both in the same thing because you're you're sounding. I, I, although I didn't climb a mountain or on a oh, active vol, uh, a volcano, I don't even know what some of the things you said are. I would never get on skis and go do something like that. But you know, I've climbed my share of mountains. And in the in that being said, I think that what you're saying is like some of the things that you're doing are really took some bravery and some real grit and troubleshooting. And what I'm wondering is you wrote 90 pitches before you got a yes. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. what was it that made you not quit writing?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So yeah, I got I got close to 100 no's before I got a yes. I had cold called when I was... 16 or 17 for a real estate agent when I was younger. And so I had realized the benefits of the no early on. Um, and you know, I don't really know the answer to that. What kept me going other than like the sheer stress of not being able to do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I was willing to suffer and sacrifice in order to live the life I wanted to live. Um, and that was just, it was so deep in me that I became a little obsessed with it. Um, like nothing was going to stop me from doing what I wanted to do. Um, I did get diagnosed with bipolar recently because of the ski mountaineering. They say that that was me being manic and, you know, going out and climbing volcanoes for 30 days straight, you know, so many different times barely sleeping um and so sure let's call it that but I don't want you to think that you can't do that just because you don't have a mental illness diagnosis like I don't think that is what it is no I don't think that is what it is I know I think yeah it just it doesn't track especially since like I switched to this carnivore diet I know now we're going like into the recent future. I haven't had any manic or depressive episodes since October, since changing my diet um, from a carb and sugar-based diet. I mean, I was keto, paleo, was vegetarian for 10 years and like totally depleted my body with that diet. It wasn't right for me. And then switched to this carnivore diet and I felt just normal to the point where it's, it's weird and uncomfortable, but what didn't go away is my determination and, and my grit. Yeah.
1: So again, there's, you're born with that. That's the piece of, you. I guess it is. Yeah, I don't... It is the piece of you. So that doesn't get a diagnosis. It's, it's the, the gifts that God gave you to, to yeah. be you yeah. and we're, you're an extraordinary you. So I think that's amazing. It's an amazing story. So so then you ended up, so here you're chasing all, you're climbing all these crazy mountains, you're doing all these crazy things, you're obsessing over all this cool stuff. And what is the lesson yeah. that that mountain, that time of your life taught you? Mm, and, I have and so many. Kind of dump, <laughs> a, I, what I'm trying to get you to say is what earned the, earned the right from that experience? for you to teach high level mm. coaching for people high level business coaching and pitching and all of those things. I mean, you have an yeah. extraordinary uh experience at doing it, but what at the in that phase of your life earned you the right
0: to speak out now? Yeah. Um I mean, I was at the top literally at the top of mountains, at the top of my game. I was in a month's time I'd climb the equivalent of Everest from base camp to the summit 4.7 times. And I did that year after year. So I was, I was elite and I know how to get to the top and this isn't, that was my first business. We're now on business number six. And so it was not a unique experience. I've replicated it. But the thing that I realized while climbing mountains that I am so thankful I learned then And didn't have to, you know, learn that later on in my career as an entrepreneur is that when you have summit fever and you're just focused on the goal, when you're focused on getting to the top, you miss out on so much. You also endanger your life. You -hmm. endanger your business. You endanger your livelihood when you are summit oriented. You have to just focus one foot in front of the other for literal survival Mm -hmm. when you are climbing mountains. And the thing is, when you get to the top, you look out because you're on top of the world and you look out and you see every other peak left to climb. So in fact, I just got chills. The the truth, the truth in mountain climbing, the truth in business, the universal truth is that there is no summit. There is no summit because if you're a real entrepreneur, like if you were born with this, if you decided you're going to dedicate your life to this, you will realize that once you get to where you want to go, where you're trying so hard to get to, right? Everything will be good if I just get there. I just need to get to the top. I just need to achieve this goal. I just need to hire a team member. I just, I just, I just, once you get to your I just, guess what? You're going to have 50 more things you want to do. Right. And if you're not proud of yourself in the moment, don't expect anything to change once you make your first million, your next hundred million. I saw this in Aspen. Yeah. I saw so many multi multi millionaires, hundred million dollars, billion dollars net worth. They they weren't they weren't happy. It was never enough. It was never enough. Right. And I just want you to know that all those things that you think you need to feel a certain way, they are not going to give you that. You have to find that now, or you are missing out on the present of the present moment this is literally all that exists and i learned that climbing mountains and that is what made me i literally quantum leaped in business because i came from this mountain climbing ex, you know experience and and i will say my education at the university of michigan prepared me very well for this i in terms of like doing in my resume i've already been an adjunct professor at three universities creating my own curriculum and teaching it as well as given two graduate commencement speeches Like, this is my bread and butter.
1: Hail, Hail, (laughs) go blue. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I think it's, I mean, right there, what you said, you gave me chills too. And I hope everyone is listening to that. You know, really being present is if you take anything out of Madeline's story, is enjoy the journey. And the things that you have done
0: have really,
1: I mean, like, how old are you? Do you mind me asking?
0: 31 I'll be 32 in July.
1: Okay, so let's think about that, everyone. She's like lived like two lifetimes, right? I mean, you if you've done all of this, can you imagine what more there is for you to do? So, I think it's you you need to be very proud of you, and I know you do take care of yourself that way, but I know not a lot of people say that to to you. Um, you know, maybe they do, but but to really like hug yourself with that so whoosh i'm giving you a big whoosh because it's really 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 great that you have realized that and when you go through a coaching session with someone it's really good to have that skill to hold you did it to me yeah I did it to me and i heard it a thousand times from some of my other mentors but you, you showed that to me as well. And it's really, really important to enjoy the journey. You're not going to hit the summit. And, you know, when you do hit that top success, you do have to really go, right, your top success. And and I, I think of one that did it for me. I reached a goal. I I competed in a figure competition back in the day. I had two salons. I had a coaching business and I I did a figure competition with a four-year-old. How did I ever do that? Because I worked out seven days a week and I ate like a crazy person. But when I got on stage and I did that and I took my award, I was like, poof, mic drop, done, did it. I had so much fun getting to that, but that was like such a almost like a buzzkill, like that was it, you know? Totally. It was, it was like, uh-huh. that was it? I, I, I worked this hard and that was it? But all the friendships and all the changes and all the the things that exploded in my life during that time, and I'm sure you can relate to, you know, when you're competing or when you're you're really close to that mountain and, and you're in that process, all the things that are really going your way. So, you know, mm-hmm. we've got a really I think that's like a huge point to, you know, a huge point to point out for everyone to understand. It's really the journey in business. So, yeah.
0: did you want well, to I'd like to more? make one Yeah, I've got one more thing that just kind of popped into my head. This is how how it works. Things just come to me like, "Uh, ah. all right. So, when you're looking at the summit, here's here's the um the shadow side of focusing on the summit, another one, I guess. So if you're focusing on the summit and you're like, I just need to get to the summit. I need to get to the top. I need to get to that goal. You might be, you might be so focused on this thing that you thought you needed that you miss something that was actually for you. And so in the mountains, if I'm looking at the summit, instead of looking at what's around me, I might miss an easier route to get there. And so God comes in play here. And you can think about it in business. If, if I'm just focused, if you're just focused on this goal that you have, you know, I need to make $10,000 a month passive in my business to cover my bases. And then I can do the thing that is the passion project. And then I can go and do the things that I want to do. And then I can start taking time out of my day to work out. You are going to miss the things happening right here in front of you that's being given to you on a silver platter. You're going to miss the doors that have been open for you because you have these blinders on of, I need to get where I'm going my way. But when we can take the blinders off and sit back and surrender, literally sit back and surrender and just see what God has for you right now, you are going to find things that are going to make your life easier and more fun getting to where you're meant to be. You cannot be so attached to this summit because sometimes the summit's a false summit. Here's another mountain analogy. What you see when you're climbing, Mount Shasta has two false summits. So your eyes are on the summit, right? The whole time you're climbing the mountain, you get up there, it's a false summit. To actually get to the top of the mountain, you have to climb two more pitches. You don't even see the top until you get to the top of that second pitch. And so you thought you knew where you were going. You thought, okay, this straight line is going to take me there when in fact there was this easier route you could have walked around and taken a less steep quicker and efficiently faster way to get to the real spot where you needed to be does that make sense yeah, shelly did yeah, i explain that one. well okay what yeah.
1: awesome analogy awesome you could teach a whole thing on just that in telling that story yeah. i mean i i was in it in the moment with you thinking i'm i'm walking up i'm doing all my you know doing the the what do you call it? I'm um, scaling up the wall. Mountaineering. Yeah, scaling I'm, it. Yeah, I'm scaling <laughs> up. And and now I, I thought I was gonna be there, and all of a sudden I'm not. And then I got a little bit more to go. Yeah, oh, you know,
0: like you're busting your ass, yeah. and then you get to the top, and you're like, oh shit, that was quicker. It would have been so much quicker. How? Why did I not see that? How did I not see that? It's like because yeah. you had your your blinders on because you were focused on the summit, not where you are right now or in the present and yeah. Yeah. Or limiting beliefs. Oh, I was going to say
1: like your limiting oh, beliefs. That's
0: a whole nother, a whole yeah. nother
1: thing, but I, that kind of just popped in like you. I'm like, ah. I was just thinking what would screw me up yeah. going up there would be my limiting beliefs. Mm, you
0: mm. Know? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I mean, that'll stop you from doing a lot of things. That'll stop you from, that'll stop you from pitching, Subaru when you're a nobody or, you know, applying for your first Ted talk when you're not as successful as all the other people online that have given Ted talks. But that doesn't mean that it's not the right time. Like if you're waiting for your brain, like your logical brain that's being influenced and literally brainwashed by everything around you Mm -hmm. to tell you, okay, now it's time to step out of your comfort zone. That's never going to happen. You, you're never going to be ready to do something. And so when you believe a limiting belief as the truth, you're holding yourself back from from your destiny. Like you're already ready. The fact that you're not ready to make that move means that it's time to go. Unless you're facing lion's den fear, like life or death situation. I want you to view fear and uncomfortable situations as an opportunity to lean in, not step away, because that's how you find your edge. And I'm at the point now, I've trained my brain, where when something feels uncomfortable and when something feels like a stretch, that's how I know that's where I'm supposed to go. And you have to be present in order to feel those things. For me, I had to be sober in order to feel those things. So you have your own journey and you need to notice the breadcrumb trail that God has laid out for you. This feels good. This feels a little scary. Both are invitations to move.
1: Right. That's awesome. So let's talk about that um, a minute. Is the some of the obstacles you had to get over. Like some big heavy obstacles. Um you you mentioned drinking. Um mm. you mentioned yeah. not having, you know, your faith in line with where Mm -hmm. you'd like it to be so we have faith and we have drinking so what is it was it one thing that kind of just went and you also said the people you surround yourself with which Mm -hmm. I feel is 110 percent correct you know you've got to surround yourself with people you inspire to be like and so I think that um you know I'd like you to kind of you know, give your little take on that a little bit. What made you decide it was time?
0: Yeah. Well, all three of those things are connected. Um, I switched friend groups, stopped drinking and found God in my own way. Literally all at the same time. It was like a full on tower moment. If you know about tarot. Yes. I believe in God and Jesus. Yes. I look at tarot cards judge me, <laughs> judge me. Um, so the tower card in tarot is that everything is going to crumble in order to make, in order to make way for a new build. Okay. I'm sure there's quotes on that in the Bible. Um, cause everything came from God. <laughs> so there you have it. Um, My friend group was becoming toxic. I was realizing that there was too much drinking. I was realizing that there was way too much talking shit about other people. It did not make me feel good. Um, And I found that I was putting myself forward and overextending myself for people that didn't do the same for me. So they weren't real friendships. Mm -hmm. Friendships that I desired to have. Friendships that I saw my mom have. My mom, she has, oh my gosh, she has so many people that would take a bullet for her. It's amazing. And I didn't feel that in this group of friends that I'd had for a really long time. And it was really hurting me. It was really, really hurting me. And the alcohol I noticed was hurting me too. I wasn't like a wake up in the morning, drink vodka kind of girl. Like, I mean, it was like, I wouldn't even call it alcoholism, but I'm an all-inner. Like if I drink a beer, I want it, I want to chug it. <laughs> and I would drink a lot and still feel fine. But I wouldn't then still have the motivation to work. And I had started... So mistake. I don't recommend you doing this. I registered for LLCs my first year as a business owner. And I was realizing that while, while I had a full-time waitressing job, and I was realizing that if I was going to network, AKA go out to the bar and Schmooze and sell art to rich people in Aspen. After working a full shift all day, I was not going to remember their names when I went home. I was not going to feel motivated the next morning to send out emails connecting with them before going back into work. And therefore, my business growth, the speed of growth, was suffering. Um, and I like to go fast. I'm an ex professional ski mountaineer. And so I was transitioning from, I don't think I actually explicitly said this, I wasn't making enough as a professional skier to live the lifestyle I wanted to live. So I started selling my friend's art. So that was like my first official registered LLC or my second, my first was a consulting business, Madeline done consulting LLC. And then I opened Aspen art collective LLC. And within a year, within less than a year, I was at the showing work at the largest contemporary art fair in the world because I go all in. Um, I make connections with people and I follow through with those connections. And when two or more are gathered, God is present and he is like, there in the flesh and it's amazing you can get a lot done when you connect with other people so that is like my secret in business is to treat it as a series of connections Um, and then you will have the holy spirit walking with you um yeah so the drinking stopped on my own terms. I went to two AA meetings, stopped that, didn't want that. So I started listening to Joel Osteen, Baptist preacher on my Google home device. I was living alone and just like shifting my whole life on my own. Um, I gave up sugar, caffeine, gluten, I think, alcohol all at once. It was like a full on detox. I locked myself away for like two weeks, didn't do anything. And then, um, Maddie was
1: like, what the heck? Is yeah, that? it was, oh, Yeah,
0: it was a big shift. And so I had the, you know, Google home on 24 seven. If you get Sirius XM, you can listen to Joel Osteen on repeat, no commercials. So I did that for a long time. Um, I had also gotten my first life coach at that time. I hired my friend, uh, Kate, who also is now a music producer and she did the music for this podcast. She was my first life coach. Uh, we talk about this in an earlier episode. She was on the show she's amazing. And I just started to become obsessed with myself instead of obsessed with whatever it was before boys and fake relationships and skiing. I was really obsessed with skiing like to the extreme. And so I needed to find out who Madeline was without like the skiing and the partying, like, like what is my identity without all of these things attached to me. Cause I'd been a skier since I was two and I'd been really good. I came in second in a national competition by second by six hundredths of a second That's amazing in the nation. So basically first and like, I just, I, I'm not skier Madeline, right? Like who is Madeline? Well, it's, it's, I'm, I just, I, I am, I am loving kindness. I am, I am not anything that I do. I am just me and I'm actually just a reflection of you mm-hmm. So all those things came together. I started to make new friends. Um, I started to go to church probably like a year later. My church became, and always was, the mountains, but I didn't realize that's what it was. Um, and yeah, building the new friend groups online and offline was really, really important.
1: That's awesome. It's it, You made me think of, you know, when you were going through all that, you made me think of You know, when you're on a plane and you're flying on a plane, they say, if we go down, you're going to put your mask on yourself first before you can help anybody else. And I've, in throughout my, my coaching business and in my history of, you know, building a team and all that, that's one of the things that I always, Remind people to do. I have to remind myself of that. I'm going through this whole thing Mm -hmm. too, where I'm taking care of myself so I can help other people, and that is so important to do that. You have to remember that. I remember when I heard that for the first time, I flew, and I was like, "Well, that's terrible. How could you say that? I would help this person before I would worry about myself." Mm -hmm. But really, what good are you going to do if you're not breathing? Because you know you just lost yourself in the in the drop. So I think that's, that's a huge component to, um, your success right now and anybody's Mm -hmm. success moving forward. You know, you can't take, Mm -hmm. you can't help anybody else if you're not in the right space yourself. And that brings, um, that brings us to, you know, what is the, we're running out a little bit out of time and I don't know how much time you have, um, but I want to, move I've through. got,
0: I've got time. Okay, good.
1: All right, good. So I'm having, yeah, let's go another,
0: another, let's go another fif- 15 minutes. Okay. Cause I know we do have a hard stop in like a half hour. So,
1: yeah, that sounds yeah. good. So, so what else is it that, you know, you've had, you've had, you've been a, um, a curator or a sales person for big art curator, art yeah. curator, you have been mm-hmm. a coach. You have been, you've had all these businesses, you know, a ton of yeah. businesses. So what has, what has brought you in? So we've looked at all the mountain climbing and all that experience and all of the things. What is it that's made you decide on where you're at today with your speak up program? Mm-hmm. But how is Thank that you for brought asking. You in? Because <laughs> even since I've known you, uh, I've known you for a long time, but knowing you as a professional, It's morphed into something and it's, it's more, I can tell Mm -hmm. you this right now. I give you my 110% blessing and approval and swoosh to you because it is you like this feels like you. So what is it that made you go into this?
0: Yeah. Oh man. Well, I, I have failed and burnt out a lot Mm -hmm. and this is one reason to work with a coach and listen to authentic podcasts like this where people are willing to talk about all the problems that they've had and the failures that they've experienced and how they've grown from that. Because when you work with someone or even like just listening to this podcast, it's all every every entrepreneur I've brought on, we've talked about something that, that they have had to push through, work through, given up, right? We're pulling back the layer, the the, the curtain as a, as a layer to show you the, the true and the authentic person and their experience, which is not ease. There's a lot of challenges. And I built myself a golden prison with my art curation companies. Mm, I had created this lifestyle with my golden prison analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd created this lifestyle that would have made, that made people proud, other people proud. Um, It impressed friends. I, the ego was tickled working with multi-millionaire and billionaires. I thought it was really cool. and I was traveling all over the world. like I had this beautiful Aspen apartment. I probably had like six thousand dollars a month in recurring expenses. Wow. And so I had to like, as a young girl, and I had to live up, live up to that, otherwise I would lose it all. And so, I was living this lifestyle that just wasn't in alignment with who I am. Like I've always wanted a farm. I almost married this kid right out of, literally kid right out of high school and like moved into his, onto his permaculture farm with him to just like, raise goats and live off the land and like I have this vision of myself at age 70 sitting in a clawfoot tub filled <laughs> with milk and honey overlooking a field of lavender which lavender I'm learning now is a hormone disruptor so I probably won't be in a field of lavender oh, anymore boy. but that's that's my vision I like want to put it on a t-shirt if you're an artist listening to this and you want to collab let's make a t-shirt together oh, how fun. um see how I plugged that yeah so that this see? leads in this leads There's into this the another. speak up method that I created um and so where where was I going with all of that? How, how did everything lead up to this? So my golden prison was me living this extraordinary life that I didn't want to be in. And I was representing, I had paying clients. When I closed Aspen Art Collective, and I was Aspen Art Curation at that point, I'd rebranded. Um, it wasn't just a collective. I was curating art. I was showing art. I was creating opportunities for artists to show art. And I was doing it in a way that nobody else was. I was doing it because I knew it needed to be done at a certain point. And I was doing it because I wanted to sell the idea because I wanted to get out. And I don't want to do that again. Mm -hmm. I want to create something that is so me and my life's purpose and like like such a a no-brainer that I would do it forever and that I can do it effortlessly and that I'm not going to burn out from it. So I've burnt out enough times. Like I told you, this is my fifth or sixth business officially registered business so there's been more um that i i needed to find something that i could commit to because i'm not here for quick fixes anymore i'm not here for paycheck to paycheck like i am here to build something that's that's going to create change for millions of people that's going to create generational wealth for me and my line of kids i adopt or kids that i have people that are in my world and i want I I just I'm looking to build something and continue to build something and not have to not have to stop and restart. I've done a lot of stopping and starting, stopping and starting trial and error because I didn't go to business school. I wasn't raised by entrepreneurs, so I had to learn all this shit on my own. And I've learned enough now that I figured out like who I am and what I want to do. And I'll never forget like being in Colorado at a ski race and getting this t-shirt that said, help, I'm talking and I can't shut up. And I was like, <laughs> I like I got it? it. And it's, I still, there's like some guilt around that. Like, oh God, okay, I Madeline, you that. don't, you don't need to shut up. And like, I was always told it not by my mom. But I was told as a kid to stop talking. And so yeah. it's my superpower. Mm-hmm. And I get to now teach that to other people, public presence, public speaking. I can teach confidence at literally an Olympic level I am able to talk about what I do off script to literally anyone. I am a boss at sales. I made over $111,000 in sales my first year of business and spent $120,000. did not know I could do that. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Crushed it. Really good at spending yeah. money. Really good at making money <laughs> or selling, I guess. Um, and so how can I combine all of those things into one offer that can serve people at a level where they're holding themselves accountable, right? Like they're paying for this membership. My coaching is thousands of dollars a month. The membership is $88 a month. And so it's accessible. It still costs a little something. It's scalable. It's a scalable model. And it offers people an opportunity to learn how to grow their business without being on the constant hamster wheel of creating beautiful, perfect social media content that converts that has been something I built my first four businesses off of social media. So now, when I decided to become a coach, I just saw everyone doing it online. And I was like, well, this is what I should be doing then. And I realized, like, I'm going to go back to the way I built my other businesses because keeping up with the algorithm and having this, like, perfectly curated feed and, like, launch plan and sales strategy, like, utilizing these platforms that we don't own. Yeah, just wasn't in alignment with who I am, and even like I just I was teaching it to people because that's what everyone else was doing, and uh, you see it work. And there's a lot of social media tactics that do work. Two that I'll talk about right now is turning it into a resume of expertise, and then using it as a connection tool. Because if you're selling to people just on social media, that's a one to one. If you're connecting with people on social media, that's a one-to-many because when you connect with someone, you tap into their network. It's like getting... Uh, It's like going to the country club with a friend and not having to pay and getting access to a whole new pool of people as opposed to just selling what you have to that one person and then you get a yes or a no. So what I like teaching is, you know, getting confident and getting comfortable with your messaging, getting comfortable asking, learning from no's, using no's as opportunities to go deeper into your leadership and getting on stage and getting paid to do it or doing it for free so the speak up method is all about utilizing mutually beneficial relationships utilizing other people's stages literally a stage that you could stand on and or showing up in someone else's online network to consistently act in service Mm -hmm. the sales are a byproduct it's about service and so that feels just really in alignment with me and I'm I'm still learning, to be completely honest with you, how to teach people to speak the way I do. I I know that it's possible. I don't think I was just born with this, and no one else can do it. Um, and so, by joining the Speak Up membership, you are not only going to get access to everything that I have already learned and have showcased in the form of an online membership that has pre-recorded content and monthly calls, but you are also going to get to watch me as I learn how to teach you what it is I do best. And that is freaking priceless. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because I mean, that is part of, yeah, I think if anyone starts now with speak up and with you, it's only going to um, get better and better as time goes on, as you grow in this, in this arena. And I think it's really awesome. So, so for somebody that, is just kind of hopping in into the Madeline show and kind of getting into what Madeline's all about. When you join up to speak up, what can we expect? Like really layman's term. So what can we expect when we sign up from you? Let's say, you know, well, first of all, what kind of client is calling you and, and signing up? What kind of, what kind of person is your avatar? Basically.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank you for asking that. So it is an entrepreneur that has a business that's ready to scale. Because when you are going to get visibility in terms of media features or a TED Talk or guesting on other people's podcasts, you're going to have an influx of leads coming into your business. And so those leads cannot break your business. And I'm actually creating a very special bonus for anyone that signs up through the webinar that I'm currently building. That'll be out in March, where if you sign up for Speak Up after watching the free training on, on the training, you're going to learn how to actually create an automatic machine in your business that collects those leads for you so that you end up with a paid wait list and not a broken business or a clogged inbox. Wow. And so you need to have a business that's ready to scale. If you're not if it's not ready to scale, you'll learn on the webinar whether or not this lead system is for you and whether or not you want it. So if you're someone that wants to have a lot of clients or a lot of sales with your digital or physical products in your business, and you're someone that's willing to walk in faith and surrender and just practice what it's like to um receive compliments to receive attention to be heard to be seen to get visible to share your message with a wider audience and you're willing to put in an extra 10 hours of work a month then this is for you and what i will say is that what i teach you to do which is how to pitch the media how to guest on other people's podcasts how to speak up on stages what you create there those assets you create in 10 hours a month or less can completely replace the content you're currently creating on social media so i'm not telling you not to do social media i still do but i'm not creating content specifically for social media i create content in the form of assets that are searchable that are seo optimized that will live beyond the efforts i'm currently putting in and then i take that content and I distill it down and I recycle it and use that on social media, which you see when you go to my page. Every so often I create a piece of content for social, mm-hmm. um, but the majority of the stuff I publish has already been built either as a media feature in a magazine or a podcast that I've recorded. And so I've decided to focus on creating assets in my business that live beyond the energy and time I am currently putting into them. So they work for me instead of disappearing after 48 hours. I mean Instagram content isn't even searchable. Right. So so, so
1: I want to ask you two things. One, explain scalable. Cause we hear we ooh. hear that all the time. And and I think yeah. there's I, I just said this to somebody the other day and I think they kind of were confused with what that is, what that what that mm. means in this So explain what scalable is.
0: Okay, so a scalable business is something that can take an up to unlimited influx of leads, sales, and not break. A job is something that creates an irreplaceable you. If you're not there, it doesn't get done. That is the difference between a job and a business. So I have jobs for myself, my one-on-one coaching. Those are jobs that I have, and I'm not exactly replaceable. In my business, I'm building something that can run without my input, and that can take an unlimited number of inputs and continue to expand, continue to make money, continue to deliver the transformation that is promised. There is no cap. You can have a business with a cap. I mean, technically I can only have a thousand people on a single zoom call. So you could say like at any point in time, I can only have a thousand people on a speak up zoom call, Mm -hmm. but still that business model is scalable because I can be removed from it and it can take on, um, a lot more without hurting the sales machine. Does that make sense?
1: Yes it does. And what I hear is that you know, you've you've done your grind, you've you know, you've put yourself out there, you've you've learned all these things and now you're moving into true entrepreneurship. This is what a true entrepreneur gets to do. You know, you grind it out, you do whatever you got to do and now you make your business scalable that you don't have to eat, breathe and sleep it. And you can do other things to either do another business or do your philanthropic. I have a hard time saying that word. You could do all of that. You could do your garden. You could do your open your farm and all of that. So, you know, that's what true entrepreneurship is. And thank you for explaining that. Um, The other thing that you were saying is, um, gosh, what was it now? Um, Oh, anyways, um, I wanted to get to your speak up method. And so it's, it's a very, can someone, so we know who your, who your client is, we know what scalable is, we know what, what the cost is, the monthly cost. So we can expect to, how much time would we expect to spend in your program? Is it an ongoing thing? Is it something you can spend six months in and get your results or you like to go fast? So what does that mean? As a as a member of your site,
0: yeah, that's a great question. You can start getting results month one. It's up to you how quickly you want to go through the content. I give you an entire year's access to the program. Um, a year is the minimum to sign up, and it's actually the first stage. So you sign up for a year. Uh, you get access to all the pre recorded content. If you decide that you want to continue to show up for those monthly calls, I'm sure I'll be adding more pre recorded content, self paced content. You can uh, pay month to month after that, the following years, to be a part of it. And so I'm really creating something um, that holds you accountable and then um, becomes an ongoing relationship if you would like to continue uh, being a part of the movement after your first year together with the program. Um, You can expect to spend, I would suggest spending a minimum of 10 hours a month implementing the things you learn. There's about 20 modules. They're each between 15 to a half hour a piece. And you can binge that like Netflix in a weekend if you want to. I know y'all have watched Netflix series, like it's your job. So if you would like to turn this into your job, an entirely new way of expanding your reach and visibility in business, you can. It's up to you. I am going to teach you how to pitch the media. You can start doing that immediately as soon as you learn my method. As soon as you learn my method, you are going to start getting 10 plus invitations a day in your inbox to reach out and become a source for articles You are going to have the skill set you need to get on podcasts as a guest and get your message out there in a way where the content is going to live and be searchable for the entirety that the show you're on exists. People are going to be continuing to watch that even after, years after you've recorded it. So you can start utilizing what I teach you immediately, but you have to click play. You have to watch. I recommend... By month six, you have implemented the strategy component, which is the third tier of the program. So we start with these 20-something modules, start with confidence, speaking is is the second um, pillar, and then the third is getting on stage, where I teach you the strategy to actually time block in your calendar and create a system that allows you to show up like this is your business, to create a literal visibility strategy, personalized to you and where you are in business so that by 6 months you have a media feature every quarter you have multiple podcast guesting opportunities a, a week is that's possible depending on how much effort you put in but at least a couple a month and that you are now not on the hamster wheel of creating content because you're creating assets and those assets become your content. And so my goal is to, yes, have you spend 10 hours a month utilizing these strategies that I'm teaching. This does not include the actual podcast interviews. Those are probably each going to be an extra hour on their own. Um, The idea is to actually save you time. You're now not spending 10 plus hours a week creating content for social media that isn't converting. You're now creating assets and that is becoming your brand presence I love that.
1: Yes, it's very good. Very good explanation. I got it. I love that segment where you say it's creating assets. So I want to do like the layman's terms. Um, I always, you know, like, it's yeah, funny you're good because at that.
0: you're,
1: you're <laughs> it's funny because you have these beautiful words and you have this beautiful voice and I feel like I'm screaming and loud and, and I'm, and I'm saying, I, I just get to the, get to the words. Um, But what I'm hearing you say is um, you make your business scalable. We're going to turn into real entrepreneurs. We're getting out there and really getting people to see us and be able to gain that confidence to be out there and show up for yourself, right? And you're showing up for yourself in all the places. And I think that's an awesome, awesome thing. What else did you say that I was just like, um, oh, that was a good one. Um, don't you hate when that happens? Oh, it happens ADHD all the time. It's an adult, it really
0: we def- how but- would you define an asset? Because I remember when I was talking well, about it's- visibility it's- strategy, you were like, it's about getting yourself out there. Like visibility strategy doesn't really resonate with me, but getting yourself out there does. So how would you yeah. define an asset, Shelly?
1: So asset, that's exactly where I was going. So see how good we are. We are so good. (laughs) We are so good. (laughs) Um, So an asset is something that is like, you think of this, it's, um, it's almost like a product on a shelf. You're going to sell the product on the shelf, right? You're going to give for an exchange of money, you get this product. It's the same thing to me is what I'm hearing is an asset is that that is going to be a money magnet, a money generator. It's your product on your shelf Mm -hmm. that whether you're giving them a sample of it. I look at me, I'm acting like it's shampoo or something because I was in the hair industry for many years. So it's like you're giving them a little taste of the the shampoo and they're trying it out. And then they're like, oh, my God, I definitely have to have that. So to me, an asset isn't just fluffing stuff. It's actual something that you can use to build your business, to bring in money, to scale mm-hmm. your business. You know to me that's what it is is an asset and i love that idea and it's just made me think a lot too because in my business i just really don't like doing all this trying to figure out what to do on social media and i'm sure a lot of people are like that but when you put it that way you know the content that you're putting out there you know if you're building an asset as in a podcast or a blog or mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, you mm-hmm. can use bits of it as a social media thing. And mm-hmm. now there's your asset with maybe yeah. a draw to get you back to where you can get more, right? Yeah. A link or a, a sign up page or whatever oh, yeah. it is.
0: Yeah, that's you know,
1: important. That. So, so again, let's wrap that back in,
0: mm-hmm. you know, scaling. Oh, go ahead. Well, I think, you know, you've sold many homes and I, I also, what if you looked at it as like similar to a rental property, you buy it once you put the energy into you exchange energy, right? You get the house, you give money. So you created it. It'd just be like, you know, filling out that application to get on the podcast. You got on the podcast, you recorded it. And then it continues to generate revenue for you over and over without you having to put in more work that's an asset. It's something that you put energy into once and then it works for you because you created it in a way that it can drive ROI into the future. And so we do go into how to make sure these assets generate revenue because you can create assets that don't generate revenue. And if you've ever been on a podcast or had a media feature that did not generate revenue for you, then you know what I'm talking about. There's a very different way to position call to actions, which is inviting people into your world, inviting people to buy from you, taking people from that asset to somewhere else where you live and sell something that is going to be a lot different than how you talk to people on social media, different buyer, different mind state, different platform. Think of the person that's reading an article or the person that's listening to a podcast episode. They're in a different mind state or an entirely different caliber of human than the person that's scrolling through social media on their five minute break in between this and that. So that is another thing that we, we go over. It's not just an asset. It's an asset that drives revenue for you without you having to put in extra effort. I thought you'd like that, uh, that rental property analogy.
1: Yeah, I do. I do like that. (laughs) That's awesome. And that is an asset for sure so i just really have enjoyed my time uh thank you for letting me come into your house and invite and interview you as um as somebody to definitely keep our eyes on everyone we've really got to keep our eyes on madeline and the madeline show and see where this goes and if any of the things that we talked about resonates with you i encourage you to reach out. I'm sure however you position this um, podcast, you'll have links or what have you to really sign up and get in on the ground floor. I know I'm going to, and I'm looking forward to seeing my growth through you because I stand for my greatness as I stand for yours. And so thank you so, so much, Madeline. I really appreciate this opportunity.
0: Oh, Shelly, thank you. And also for being one of the founding members in Speak Up. We already have between 17 and 20 members. And you can go to com slash speak up to become a member. Link is in the show notes. And I am just so excited to see your smiling face on one of our calls to watch you grow and create assets throughout this program um, and to help you along that journey. So yeah, Shelly, like you're amazing. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to be on my show. You are really, really good at this. And we'll probably launch a podcast here in the next year, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yes. I'm going to get mine going here pretty soon for sure. Awesome. I really appreciate you and you have a wonderful day and I look forward to seeing you more and speak up.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Bye guys. Hey, loyal listener, please rate and review this podcast. Your feedback is needed and you matter. It would be an honor if you shared this with a friend, send this episode to whoever pops into your mind first. It's like a little exercise on intuition And trust that that insight is the hand of God working through you to make someone else's life better today. Visit themadelineshow.com to stay up to date on my free trainings and different offerings, including self-paced online programs that activate your mind and enhance your life. Who knows, maybe you'll find something today that completely changes your tomorrow.